What's up, everyone? This is the King Rock Podcast. Uh, we have a guest this week, uh, a.k.a. Diesel Dave. Dave Dave Lake, how are you doing, man, from Diesel Boy? I am well. I'm sweating. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> so it's it goes. been cool all week. It's been cool all week, and then we picked the day that it was going to be like 100 to do the podcast. <laughs> totally. Nobody in Seattle has air conditioning, so we just, you know, oh. a few days a year, we just suffer through it. You really don't have any air conditioning? It rarely gets warm enough. Like once a year, yeah. twice a year, we get over like 90 degrees. And then, yeah, we just okay. suffer through it. That's not bad, man. I've been thinking of, I wanted to move so bad because it's just, the heat down here is just out of control. And we got to, yeah. you have to run the air constantly. We're constantly like 78 with the air conditioner. And it's, I mean, we're paying like a million dollars a month. <laughs> I'd chill for 78 degrees in the house, my friend. Yeah. Well, it's, I'm in the garage, so it's, okay. it's a little cooler there, but we do have an air conditioner, but it's like way over in the corner. But yeah, I'm, I mean, in my, what, I'm in my yeah. little outbuilding, my little office behind the house. So yeah, not a great circulation out here. It's just been baking for the last few days, but uh, oh, dude. these are the things we do to promote new records and get the word out. <laughs> That's suffer, right, man. I will suffer right. for all you listeners. <laughs> That's right, everyone. It's suffering to come on this podcast. <laughs> All right, man. So where have you been, dude? Where, where, what's, what's, what's been going on? And, you know, I, I assume you're asking about, you know, the, the 20 year plus the hiatus. 20 year hiatus. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've been just, you know, living life, uh, you yeah. know, got a, I, I sold out and got a real job, you know, <laughs> got married, had kids, got divorced, you know, just, you know, being a sort of regular boring, uh, middle-aged dude yeah i just turned 50 this year so that that was a big one um and you know for a lot of years i think i I, a lot of us were just done you know we felt like it kind of run its course we had kind of you know we kind of done it and uh you know i mean there was several things that kind of were happening towards the end but you know i don't know it just felt like maybe things had run its course and uh for a lot of years yeah i didn't have interest in revisiting the band and uh um but, you know, over the years, uh, we all missed it. And, you know, it's lovely that there's still a vocal minority of fans out there who were, you know, wanting to, us to get back together and do do stuff. And, you know, the labels uh, out there willing to, you know, uh, put out our records. And so, uh, you know, I think the, the thought was, well, you know, we're busy. We've... Uh, you know, uh, most of us have families and other stuff going on. And, but, mm-hmm. you know, we thought, well, if there's a way that we could figure out to like, just sort of add this into our life without being a slave to it and just kind of do it part time. And when we want to, and, you know, sort of on our own terms, then, then let's do that. And so, uh, you know, when we started talking about it more seriously, um, we, uh, we thought making a record was sort of the best uh, path for sort of relaunching things. And, and we had tried, we had tried several years ago or a few times over the years to kind of make this record or some version of a, a comeback record. And, okay. um, and it was challenging. So I, it, towards the end of the band's run, I, I took a job at uh, a music.com uh, in the Bay area. And that while I was working there, it got bought by Microsoft and I oh, relocated wow. to Seattle. Uh, so yeah, I've been in Seattle for the last, you know, since uh, 2000. Uh, so almost 25 years. Um, and uh, so geographically, it was difficult because I was the only one in Seattle. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, yeah, I don't know, for whatever reason, we just, we couldn't get it together to kind of finish the record. And then uh, over the pandemic, Greg, uh, the original bass player and I just kind of started mm -hmm. talking more about whether we could do it and whether it was viable and do we want to do it and how would we do it? And um, yeah, I, we both seemed motivated to want to do it. And I thought it would be uh, easiest if I if I found other guys up here, our, our drummer, uh, you know, just yeah. wasn't interested in doing it. And, you know, not yeah. everybody from the original days was sort of in a place in their life or sort of wanting to do it. We're all still friends. It's all, it's all good, but, uh, That's cool. but, but yeah, everybody, you know, not everybody wanted to, wanted to do it. So, yeah. So, uh, so I found guys up here in Seattle. And so there's three of the four of us live in Seattle and then, uh, Greg, okay. Greg flies in for rehearsals and, uh, all that stuff or, you know, we're still kind of figuring that out. So it's a little okay. challenging, but, uh, but technology has helped, you know, we can demo yeah. on, uh, you know, send the demos around. Everybody can learn the songs without having to be in the same room initially and that's pretty record awesome. their stuff. And, uh, so anyway, that's, that's the long version of where I've been the last 20 years. <laughs> I've got 15 year old, uh, identical twin boys. So, uh, okay. you know, I'm busy. They're learning to drive. It's, uh, insanity oh my gosh <laughs> two of them learning to drive at the same time that's crazy man it's nuts <laughs> do you have to give them separate cars or are they going to share the same car yeah they will not each be getting their own car <laughs> no sir they they'll i don't know they'll have to work it out I, I oh yeah know. unless they work yeah okay that's cool right yeah, so that's a them problem not a not a me problem <laughs> yeah right on that's cool man so uh what is what do you do for music.com what is that well, uh, I, I know, I mean, this was, uh, by now, you know, this was, uh, yeah, 20, 20 years ago. They, they yeah. were, um, it was a company called Mongo Music, and uh, okay. they were kind of doing what Spotify and all the other music services do now, except, yeah. um, you know, they were 20 years too, too early, or, you know, at least yeah. 10 years too early. Uh, I was hired as a music expert, and uh, I would listen to songs, and I would... Uh, input uh, a sort of uh, complicated uh, angle of um, uh, data on a song. So I would like tap the tempo on the keyboard and is the oh, you know, wow. singer male or female and what genre is it and what subgenre is it and what are the background vocals like and what is the singer's voice like and what's the, you know, what's the time signature. And so we would yeah. match songs based uh based on that data to other songs and you know now it can all be done via ai or whatever but uh but back That's then crazy. you know the, us humans were doing it so it was uh it was a a weird fun wild kind of job yeah. you know and they would spend the money that they raised going to the record store and just buying like shit loads of cds and ripping them and then we would just sit at our desks like listening to music but you'd have like they'd get like the entire metal blade catalog. And then for, you know, oh, two wow. or three days, it was just like live Lizzie Borden records, you know, nonstop, uh, or, or, you know, weird or, you know, new, new age, uh, stuff. Uh, but I got yeah. to listen to a lot of music. There was a lot of cool professional musicians there. Uh, That's cool. And then, uh, yeah. And then, uh, I worked at Microsoft for about 10 years working on, uh, various, uh, various projects there, music, movies, uh, TV content. Um, oh that sounds really cool man so like, you've still been around music that's that's pretty cool i have yeah yeah so have you have you been like just itching to get back or is it like is it slowly built up or were you just like i mean like obviously the pandemic everyone was kind of like trying to get back like trying to start things um like, like there's a band fire sale i don't know if you know who they are yep chris chris swinney and yep uh, matt matt riddle from face to face got together that's pretty that's pretty cool man like and I think that's pretty cool that they use the technology also to yeah, like yeah. just get everything together because nobody's even close 
to each other in that band, you know? So yeah. like, that's pretty cool to hear that you guys are kind of doing the same thing. Are you guys, are you guys like using Zoom or anything like that or? Yeah, I mean, we Zoom to have band meetings, but you know, yeah. I, I've heard that there's like latency issues. If, I mean, I don't know how we would do a proper practice, you know, over yeah, the yeah. internet. So, you know, uh, for the old, like we were just, we just came back from a European tour. And so for yeah. the learning the catalog, um, you know, Greg already knows those songs and he can practice to the records and just sort of make sure he's up to speed. And, you know, the new guys had to learn them. Um, so for the older stuff, it's a little easier because there's, a, yeah. you know, the, the live arrangements don't change all that much. There's like subtle things here and there, but that's easy enough to sort of solve when we get into the same room. Um, and then for the stuff on the record, uh, it can be a little more challenging because the demos aren't necessarily arranged properly. It's just sort of yeah. all the parts, but at least it's it's a, a good enough way to, um, you know, at least learn the parts and learn the songs. And so the three of us who are up here uh, yeah. w would work on the arrangements and work on the stuff together. And then sometimes, we, you know, we would just make a recording on our phone, send it to Greg. So at least you have a version to kind of play along to. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I saw a couple of videos from you guys playing in Europe. And I mean, you guys sounded great. Dude. Like, Thanks. you guys haven't really missed a step. And I mean, I saw you guys way back in the day uh, in, at the showcase in Corona a couple of times. Love that place. So, yeah. Oh, man. It's a, such a bummer that it's gone. I, I know. I was just like I found a, I found a flyer. Down. I found a flyer that I posted uh, on social media that I think was like the first time we ever played there, which was before we were signed. And yeah. uh, I don't know how he managed to get that gig, but uh, you know, you rolled up and it was like in this sort of strip mall, and you're like, yeah. "What the hell is this place?" And then <laughs> yeah. you go in, and it's you know, like it was packed like every yeah. night with these awesome. That place was great. I missed that place. We had great shows there for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's such a bummer that it's gone. I think they're like knocking it down. Like, I mean, that was like a second home for most of us over here. I'm, I'm from the like Inland Empire. So like we, I mean, that was our shows every Friday, Saturday, even Thursday totally. nights. So we were there all the time. I mean, I, I remember seeing you guys. I'm really excited to see you guys play there a couple of times. I think that that flyer that you posted, you guys played with the Aquabats and like Gunner yeah. Mouth or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Aquabats. Pretty sure I was there at that. Oh, White Caps, I think. Oh, the White Caps. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The Upland band, dude. That, that's I'm actually from Upland. They, they used to play all the time over there, man. <laughs> I think we played there on our tour with Strung Out, and we probably played there yeah. four or five times. But yeah, it was always, I was always awesome. Met Bob yeah. Becker from Fearless there. I think at that first show, and started oh, a relationship wow. with him. And then he ended up yeah. putting one of our songs on that Punk Bites comp, sort of through that. That's connection. the best one, Lime Green, right? Yeah, yeah. That and that started off with one of the coolest, like, well, just funny, like um, prank calls, which they. Uh, if the kids are out there, we I don't remember what, How, what did it start. Right? It, the whole the whole compilation started with a, a prank call. Yeah, it started with a prank call. You guys were the first song, and it was I didn't know if it was like attached. I didn't know if it was you guys who put that out. I've always wondered that. God, was it? I, it's been so long. I, now I have no idea because that was I. That yeah. was not the the version of, that appears on that. I think is not. It's the different. Version, yeah, that I think yeah. that was from our demo that we ended up making the the. So some of that became uh, the strap on seven inch for fat okay um, yeah yeah and then i guess that song ended up on that comp but it's been so long that i have yeah i don't know i'll have to go maybe it was it we, goes we did listen to a lot yeah. of crank calls in the van and stuff like that, so it's possible <laughs> yeah. i don't remember they're jerky boys that was like the best thing yeah back totally then. no Absolutely. yeah you, it, it started off with the like you hear the phone ring and then a lady picks up and she says how may i help you um and then you say like oh i'm applying for the something and then 
or she goes, what, in what position are you applying for? And doggy, doggy style. style? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's vaguely familiar. Yeah. And then she asked like yeah. three times, like what? Still, still makes me style? laugh. Still yeah, makes me laugh. But here. I'm 50. I, yeah. yeah. I just listened so, to it like probably like so 10 minutes stupid. ago. Oh <laughs> so man, I was stupid. cracking up. Was, so was that you guys or was that? I don't know. I don't, honestly, <laughs> I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> That's cool. I remember Zoinks had one too. I don't, do you remember that band Zoinks? From, they're on Dr. Reno. Yeah. Yeah. From Reno. That's right. Uh, they're actually doing like a, uh, they're playing a reunion show coming up in like October. Nice. For oh, Dr. Strange. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's another one of my favorite bands. And I feel like you guys and them there, you guys were like, kind of like the underdogs, like the, like the band that like, cause you guys were from away, you know, like we, we had all these Southern California bands, but it's like, you guys came from up North. And I remember ta- I had a conversation with you one night. I mean, I was like 16, 17 years old. And I was like, where are you guys from? And I think you said, you know, up north. And I was like, oh my God, it's so far away. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We were from the, the like North Bay Area, the wine country. Yeah. So even like in Bay Area terms, uh, it's, it, you know, it's like an hour north of San Francisco, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I had a conversation. You sold me the, a cockroach shirt. Okay. I was trying to find it because I was going to say, I remember you saying like, oh, if it doesn't fit, you know, like you could take it back some, or like if you next, next show comes around, you know, just. Oh, that was nice of us. Oh yeah. I was going to say like, if I have it now and I'm like gained like 200 pounds. So I was going to say, <laughs> Hey, it doesn't fit anymore, man. Can I get a refund? <laughs> but, I think no, the, yeah. uh, I think, I think the return period has expired uh, okay, on, okay. on the shirts. I'm sorry. Oh man. I was, I really wish I could have found it too. That was one of my favorite shirts. Cause it, it just, it used to piss everyone off, man. <laughs> you go to high that. school with it. And it would just, yeah, we yeah. have we, we're making them again. If you Epic Merch Store, uh, we have got okay. to deal with Epic Merch Store, and uh, yeah, they one of the designs they wanted was that cock rock uh, cover, so we, we still have that, yeah, or we yeah, have had it again. It, had it in that olive green or mountain green color, yeah, was, yeah, I remember that awesome. shirt, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I had like two, two shirts that weren't white or black, and it was that one was green, and I had a gunner mouse shirt that was like bright ass orange <laughs> and i wish i had all the we had so many shirts over the years yeah. re, i'm regretful that i didn't keep a copy of all of them because some of them were great or i see them show up on ebay and people are selling them for like crazy money i'm like i wish i had a copy of all the shirts but i just didn't think yeah. to keep them back then oh you guys have amazing all your are like album covers are fucking amazing <laughs> thanks I, I don't know if you guys got them done from the same people it seems like the at least the second and the third one might have been done from the same <laughs> um well the venus envy is like a botticelli painting so i Mm -hmm. i forget who put that together um yeah i think uh the same person did the first one and the fourth one um we had a guy called brian clark did the painting for the sofa king cool album which i a few years ago bought back from him uh so i've got hanging hanging in the house now which is nice that's awesome that's really cool that's really twice (laughs) oh shit well, I mean, Dang. we paid for, you know, we paid for it yeah. for him to paint it originally, but we, you know, didn't belong to us. So when he was yeah, getting yeah. rid of some stuff, I was like, I, it's going to pain me if somebody else buys this and it's not me. So oh, fuck. sorry about it. Damn. So, yeah. So you guys took 20 years, man, off. And some of the other notable bands that have taken 20 years off are the Eagles, Psychedelic <laughs> Furs, Black okay. Flag, Funkadelic, The Who, The Cars, Pixies, Marvin Gaye, Pink Floyd, and Devo. So you're I mean, I would company. say, yeah, I mean, I, we fit right in there perfectly. <laughs> I mean, Black Flag, that's pretty fucking close. There you go. 
No, you guys, yeah, I, um, I've always admired the, the wittiness of the songs, but then you also have like that, like a lot of unrequited love songs. Like it just reminds me of the eighties movies kind of thing. And, um, but it seems like, um, you have a, you have a love for metal music. I think we might even talked about that back in the day. And uh, you guys even you guys even did a cover of Motley Crue's uh, "Looks That Kill." Yeah, on, that's uh, that's not my Michael's favorite. Metal. It's not my no. favorite thing we've ever recorded. Uh, yeah, Motley. I mean, you know, there was at the time uh, they asked to do that. Like all the good songs had been taken because uh, uh, yeah, there yeah. are definitely some metal songs that uh, I think we could have done better than uh, "Looks That Kill." But yeah, I was a teenage metalhead. Grew yeah. up, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and all that stuff was happening on the Sunset Strip. It was like the epicenter of, you know, 80s metal. Oh, we yeah. had a, a, a hard rock station, KNAC, that played all metal all the time. 95.5, so, you know, dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, yeah. you know, to the hair metal stuff, you know, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, Cinderella, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, which... Uh, which I tried to capture in the song Cock Rock, which is uh, yeah. not on the album Cock Rock. It's on the next yeah. one. Me, but, <laughs> the first uh, song on the next one, right? Yeah, and I think that yeah. was kind of the, you know, in a way that song became a little bit of a template. Like there are definitely other songs in the catalog where, you know, it's like a laundry list of stuff that I like or that we're talking about. So, um, yeah. but yeah, for sure grew up on all that. I, you know, every once in a while still on my, uh, on satellite radio, I'll still throw on the the hair metal station or whatever and just sort of, <laughs> relive my youth that's cool that's really cool man what was uh somebody like what was like one of your favorites like did you have like a favorite that like metallica I, the, for sure metallica motley Crue. Yeah. i got into first so somebody brought shout okay. at the devil uh cassette i think uh into i don't know fifth grade class or something and i remember looking at it and being confused about whether they were men or women, but I just liked it somehow. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm not sure what this is, but I like it. All the leather and the fire. And I was like, this yeah. is cool. Uh, like, yeah. like Beavis and Butthead, this is cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and from there, you know, I think uh, that, that same person turned me on to that radio station. And uh, I definitely yeah. gravitated more towards, I guess, like the poppier stuff. But, uh, you know, I... Uh, it was probably maybe right around the time Master of Puppets was released. And so, I mean, I was super into Master of Puppets. I mean, what a yeah. fucking record still. It's a good uh, one. And, um, and, you know, Judas Priest, uh, yeah, Maiden. I was a big Maiden fan. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. I mean, I loved it all. There, there wasn't much that, you know, I, I wasn't the most discerning, uh, you know, fan. I just I ate it all up, just loved it, you know? Yeah. Did that mean into, like into punk rock? Not directly. I didn't get into yeah. punk rock till like my freshman year of college. So I had a okay. had a roommate uh, my freshman year of college who was also named Dave, which was annoying. Um, yeah. And uh, and he turned me on to Bad Religion against the Grain and uh, Green Day Dookie. Uh, mm. But he put on Bad Religion, and I was just like, whoa! I was like, oh, it's yeah. so fast, but had so much melody, and I was just like hooked instantly. And yeah. so combination of that and Green Day, you know we're still like a local band at that point. So they played all the time. They were accessible. Uh, yeah. the songs were just so catchy and great. Uh, that, that spoke to me too. Um, and then I was the uh, music director of my college radio station. So okay. just through being a DJ and through music director, you know, I really got connected to that world and, and that scene. And Did that actually like eventually led. Oh, sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say that, uh, 
eventually led me to doing internships. Uh, I was a communications major, but since I was, okay. you know, a music director at the radio station, I sort of knew some people at some of the labels. And so one summer I interned at uh, Epitaph Records because uh, I grew oh, up in LA. Sick. So when I was home for the summer, I interned there. And then that eventually uh, worked at FAT as well, like in the, oh, wow. in the early days. And I remember when I called down there for the first time, uh Aaron uh Fat Mike's wife at the time yeah uh, maybe, maybe they were still married I don't know if they were married or divorced then but she was like oh well we we've never had an intern before but you know I'm sure we can figure it out I was like okay cool so yeah Hell I did yeah. a you know my uh uh I learned less from college uh from the classes than I did just all the you know extracurricular stuff working at the radio station doing those yeah you know, working in the in the business and whatnot that's cool. Did you meet anyone like from Epitaph or, or fat that you're still friends with now or like still like, like you met a the, fan members? At the time when I was working at Epitaph, I worked for a guy named Jeff Abarda, who the song Jeff wears Birkenstocks by no effects is about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, it, that song didn't exist yet. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I were friends on, you know, social media or whatever, but nobody yeah. that I still talked to. And then, uh, and then back when I was at fat, um, uh, it, I worked alongside Chris Shiflett, who's now a food oh, yeah. writer and who, uh, you know, uh, shortly after that sort of joined, joined no use and, uh, um, you know, same deal. I mean, we're, yeah. you know, I mean, we're not like close friends, but certainly, you know, uh, fr friendly ish. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I know Scott, yeah. I know Scott pretty well. Yeah. Like, we, we talk here and there. So cool. Yeah. I was, I was supposed to have him Love on, Chris. Like, Chris is great. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't met Chris yet, but Scott dude, like, and those those guys are such amazing musicians dude like it's i don't know if you've ever seen scott's like channel on instagram where he's like just shredding on no. bass or guitar or whatever it's it's insane dude i'm like i think the other brother <laughs> i feel like like scott might might have one up on chris but <laughs> yeah well probably they have that sort of healthy healthy sibling rivalry or whatever and sort of push yeah. them both to be uh you know good musicians yeah. 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 It's cool. It's cool to see. Um, I'm not like, I wasn't ever a huge fan of like the Foo Fighters, but when they did like, when they got inducted to the hall of fame, it was cool to see them like kind of give shout outs to like all the punk rock roots and all that stuff. Totally. And it, really there's, yeah. there's no, there are very few rock bands at that level. Like, you know, if, Oh yeah. If you had to pick a band that was going to play stadiums, you know, like that's the one you'd want to be in. Yeah. I'll seem like cool dudes too. I mean, totally. I mean, they got Pat Smear in that band, you know. Pat He's Smear punk, you know? seems like a sweet guy. Dave's a punk. Yeah, and now they got Josh Freeze on drums, like the greatest drummer of all time. So it's like, that's insane, dude. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Um, so you, you, okay. Anytime I hear Survival of the Fattest, I think Survival of the Fattest might be the greatest punk comp or any compilation of all time. And okay. you guys are you guys are sitting there sixth, right behind Lagwagon. And right in between uh, Good Riddance. And it's like, yeah. anytime I hear Twitty, Titty Twister, I immediately sing right after the Good Riddance song. Like, it's, it's yeah, stuck yeah. in my brain, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, too, because Titty Twister on, the, on Cock Rock is True Drew is right after that. And that's also one of my favorite songs. But I can't, like, I mean, Survival the Fattest was just like, that was, that was in the car you know like and every one of my friends cars like we all had it and it was just like anytime your song came on it was like the drinking song i can't i can't tell you how many times i've gotten drunk from that song just from that track from that compilation like i can't tell you how many good times have been had 
from hearing your song. Like as soon as that comes on, it was like the party song, dude. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Oh, uh, thank you, man. <laughs> that uh, that compilation, you know, yeah. uh, put us on the map, really. And yeah. uh, you know, it's still, you know, by a country mile, our most popular song. And um, uh, yeah, it's like as close to a, a hit as you can have in punk rock. Those, I mean, they gave those comp- yeah. they must have made hundreds of thousands of those and you know either sold yeah. them or for a couple of bucks or gave them away everyone had that thing and yeah, yeah i mean to this day i mean if you go to any any of those band shows that are still playing mm-hmm. the yeah. song that's on yeah. that comp is like last or second <laughs> to last or you know sort yeah of right in the back so you know all of those uh all those songs for sure i mean that yeah uh, yeah those things were uh I mean, I guess that's what it was designed to do, but that is yeah. how people heard about new bands and, you know, there, yeah. there wasn't Spotify, there wasn't other ways. So what a great way you could hear all the bands on the label and, you know, almost all of them got popular from those, you know, compilations. Yeah. I, 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 we, I had every compilation and it, it's crazy when I met my wife, she had every compilation. So it was like, it was like, it worked out great. And then the crazy shit is one night we went to go see the show in Pasadena and there's this band that uh, El Jefe and his wife uh, own the Cybertracks um, record label. And they had a yeah. band on there and they were playing the show and they played that whole CD compilation wow. straight through. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was like the cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's how awesome that compilation was. And I, I want to say that you guys probably have the best track on there. Nice of you to say thank you. I mean, honestly, like that one. I mean, there's so many good tracks on there. I mean, me first covers the. Uh, uh, I mean, dude, there's a couple good covers on there. There's um, country country roads, and right. there's also um, California dreaming is on there. So like, I mean, our song is so dumb, but I think that's what people like about <laughs> it. It was meant to be dumb, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, that's what we wanted to capture. That just sort of like I'm wasted, and you know, yeah. Uh, you know, embarrassing myself at a party and uh, yeah. making an ass of myself. Well, that's you guys always threw wit in with good, like the writing was good. It wasn't like cheesy, like in that. And I can say that about like almost all the songs you guys write. It's like you guys write on that border of like, there's no cheesiness and it's like all heart and it's like witty and funny, but it's also serious and it's like a good time and just like lighthearted shit. So it's like, sometimes I'm gonna listen to propaganda, you know? And then sometimes yeah, yeah. I need a fucking break and I'm like, oh, thank goodness there's Diesel Boy. Yeah. And like other well, bands you. like Diesel Boy. Oh yeah, man. I, it, you guys in Zoinks too, like I said, like very similar to me, kind of have that wit, have that heart. Um, yeah. And dude, I got to say this new album is fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> like, thank you. I've, and like, at first I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, I'll throw it on. I can't, I'm so stoked that you guys are back. Hopefully yeah. it's going to be, you know, even half as good as one, like some of the other albums. I, it's the best. I think it's the best album that you guys have put out. Thanks. And, yeah. And, I've been, and, yeah. I've been so, you know, I mean, it's so nice. I'm so glad that people like it. And yeah. like, we keep getting the, we keep reading these great reviews. And I'm like, this is weird. We never got good reviews. <laughs> why, why all of a sudden are we getting good reviews? This is odd. Yeah. Uh, well, the scene but, is uh, a lot different, man. The scene is a lot different. I don't know if you have you. I know you've been around music a lot, but have you been around like the punk scenes like since or like stayed away? You no, know, I don't go to a ton of shows. You know, I got yeah. kids and I'm old and I, you know, played so many shows in my life. But if friends come to town, for sure, I'll go to shows or, you know, every once in a while I'll get out of the house and 
and go to shows. We, you know, we played a few, we played a couple of warm up shows here before we went to Europe and yeah, we just did like yeah. 10 shows in Europe. Um, yeah, totally. The scene is different. And, you know, I think our whole idea was to try and make a record that, uh, that our fans would like, or there was enough stuff that they could hold on to, but also to try mm -hmm. and, you know, step out. We didn't, you know, just step outside of, you know, maybe what we've done before and try and sound a yeah. little more grown up or a little more something, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a fine, fine line uh, between wanting to sort of like have it sound like a diesel boy record and not go too yeah. far afield. So I'm glad that people, uh, thank you for that. I'm glad you like it. Oh yeah. And I, I'm glad, you know, people, people seem to dig it, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. It's great, man. I like, I really feel like you guys have, like you did, you hold on to that, that same sound, but it's like, you do try a couple new things. It seems like here and there, a little slow down a couple songs. I mean, you had a couple of slower, slower ones on the other albums, yeah. but, but you're right. Like when you say more of a grown up feel, I, I was trying to think, I was like, what is the word I'm looking for? And I was like, is it mature? And I was like, it's not mature. It's more, like you said, like it's grown up. Like you're still kind of like the same dudes, but like you're talking now more about like grown up, like life and stuff. Yeah. It's not, it's not so as much as like mature as like, you know, you're, you're talking about like politics or, you know, like right. or stocks and bonds. Well, and shit you like had talked, you know, you said at the beginning, you know, that, the, you know, we had a lot of songs that were, you know, like, um, uh, romance gone bad or, you know, heartbreak. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've definitely found that as I've gotten older, not that there, there's a few songs that, you know, ride that line or that are sort yeah. of along that, that uh, theme on, on the new record. But, you know, for the most part, that, that was much harder for figuring out topics to write about and coming up with ideas as I've gotten older. Mm -hmm. I'm just not in that same, you know, that same headspace. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, the things that interest me as a 50 year old are different than they did as a, you know, 25 year old. Yeah, well, I think you. I mean, the way it's written, the album's written. I mean, it's so fucking good, dude. Every I'm. Thank you. It's, there's not like a fucking downer on any of the. You know, there's not like a skip track. None of that. There's no filler on it. Every track is gold. It's like, dude, the dirty. Like the first, this first song. It's like a welcome back. Like here we are. Yeah, back. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, lost decade. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I like how you said. Uh, does anyone care? Or you know, is it a reunion? Or you know, whatever. Uh, and you say like it, we're gonna call it, it a new it, dawn it, it is it a reunion if no one cared we yeah. were gone or that we're back yeah yeah, yeah. I, I love it man and it's well i, I mean it was a, a legitimate question <laughs> yeah know? for sure and it, and it works out great too like and the way you put it like as the first track i think that's like hey guys we're back here we are and then you come out like right after that dirty dishes like that song is Right after Teddy Twister for me, man. Probably even above it now. Like, but I mean, I've had so many Love good that. times. It's like there's nostalgia with Teddy Twister, but it's like, yeah, yeah. Dirty Dishes is incredible, dude. And like, you have, and just every song after that is just banger, 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 banger. Like, finish line is good. I'm not really good with track names. So, like, I'm just going to have to, I didn't write them down or anything, but um, like, finish line is great. Viking Funeral. Thank Viking you. Funeral, too. The, the start of it, it sounds, Every time I hear it, I think I'm going to hear that uh, Butthole Surfer song. It's got that. I don't know. I don't know the a, song. Oh, it's a, uh, they had a famous one, like something coming down the mountain. It's like, oh yeah, uh -huh. Beck kind of did it. But that, that yeah, intro, yeah. the intro has that same sound that like, oh. It was supposed to be like a Viking war. Yeah. 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 That's what, and I'm like, I'm wondering if that's what the Butthole Surfer sound was. Because they were so like inventive with sounds and all that. So I was like. 
I bet you that's what he it downloaded was. Downloaded a Viking warhorn from the internet and was <laughs> yeah. like, you know, okay, uh, the Matt Bayless who produced it. I was like, yeah, we want to have a, you know, we want to have a Viking warhorn of me. All right, find one and you know, send it to me. Yeah, so, yeah. It was, it, was, yeah, it was as simple as that. That's cool, man. That's that that track's really cool. Every time I hear it, I'm like, just waiting for that butthole surfer song, and then I'm like, oh shit. Like that's cool. It's man. A little different for us too. It's a little darker, yeah. you know, kind yeah. of minor key, you know, uh-huh. uh, song. Yeah, it's, it's a little darker. It's it's cool, man. And then um, yeah, dude. Uh, and then you guys taught me some stuff too on this new one. That um, oh, fantastic. The Turk, the Turk yeah. is great, man. Yeah, I, I had to look it up. I was like, what is this song about? Like uh, Ben Franklin and all this. And then I had to look it up, and it's about a like a robotic chess player, right? Yeah, except it was it was you know way before robots, but basically yeah. there was this machine that uh, um, it looked like uh, the top half was like this kind of body, and it looked like a human like. It looked like Zoltar. <laughs> yes, it totally. It has these arms, and so there was a chessboard, yeah. and somebody would make a move, and then uh, the Turk his hand would pick up a piece and move the piece, and basically this you know. Uh, whatever you want to call it, this robot like beat all the world's best chess players and nobody could figure it. And they would open up the, they would open up underneath and there would be all these like gears and like shiny things and hidden behind that, behind a curtain was like a dude with candles who could move the arms and see all the chess pieces. So like they have this amazing chess player hidden inside this cabinet. uh, That looked like, uh, but, but nobody knew that. So it blew people's minds. Like this was, yeah. I forget what, maybe the 1700s or whatever, blew people's minds. They were fascinated by this, you know, th- this uh, thing that they thought was like the height of modern technology, yeah. this robot that could beat the best chess players in the world. But turns out it was just a dude underneath, uh, you know, a chess board, you know, fooling people. Um, <laughs> in the 17s, like, dude, you're right. Like the last like player it played was Benjamin Franklin and, and yeah. it beat Benjamin Franklin, like, yeah, yeah, Napoleon got pissed. Such and, like, a cool story. Hit all the pieces off of the <laughs> off of the board. Where did you Where did you hear about this? I don't remember. I must have been I must have been watching something or reading yeah. something, and for whatever reason, you know, the just the the uh, well, a I like a good hoax. Uh, yeah, same here. Uh, so so that uh, that part appealed to me, but also that it was that it was seen as the kind of height of technology. You know, we're sort of mm-hmm. we straddle that line right now, as you know. AI comes in to replace people yeah. and, you know, technology is evolving so fast. And, and part of what I liked about in reading probably some of the same stuff you did about the Turk was that like it fueled innovation, like people were inspired by it and they built yeah. like the power loom and telephones and all kinds of things were sort of built in the wake of people seeing this thing and wondering what else they could do. That's insane, dude. There has got to be a movie about this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's so cool. When we were when we were in the studio, uh, Matt, uh, I forget which the other songs were, but he like he, there were a few songs. Where he was like, "Oh, that's one of your history lesson songs, or whatever," yeah. which is you know basically true. But yeah, it's funny. Well, hopefully, like people like dig deeper on that one because like at yeah. first I just heard it and I just listened to it and just was singing along to it for you know. I'm dude. I'm telling you, I've listened to this album probably like a good a hundred times at least, and I'm I'm that's not even probably i'm probably That's shooting awesome. under yeah it's it's so good well, i love that it, i love too. that it is that it inspired you to go find out more about the about the song that's that's awesome oh i mean yeah after i sang it like after like five or six times i'm like who wait 
who is the Turk? And then my wife is a history major and she's a history okay. teacher. So, you know, I was like, maybe I'll ask her. And then um, she wasn't home. So I just looked it up, you know, did the, yeah. what, we, what we all do is like grab our phone and check out, yeah. you know, what, what it was. And dude, sure enough, man, I was, and I was like, after I'm scrolling through, like, it's not about this chess thing. It's not this thing. It's not this robot. And then I'm like, cause I'm thinking it's like some historical figure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was like blown away, man. And the story, that's one of the coolest stories I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I liked cool. it too. I was fascinated yeah. with it too. Yeah. That's really cool, man. And so, um, yeah, dude, um, like I said, every track is just like, how long did it take you to write this? Cause you guys got signed to spam S B A M. I'm sure, pretty sure that's how you, yeah, spam. And yeah, we had to uh, ask. And, and yeah, in 2001, but the album didn't come out until this year. So like, was did we it didn't take... get we didn't get signed to Spam in 2001. So okay. we signed we signed to them when we had you know we were going to make the record. Okay. Um, so yeah, it it you know some of the some of these songs go back seven or eight years, maybe even a okay. little bit longer. You know, they go back to the first time we sort of we had we got as far as like we maybe wrote 10 songs the first time we tried to get this record uh mm -hmm. over the finish line and uh and some of the songs are from that first batch and then you know some of the rest were written you know right up until the pandemic or whatever so it sort of runs the gap you know it, it was a, a fairly wide span of time that the record yeah. was written in um one of the you know I, I guess the biggest challenge when we sat and set out to make the record was how do we get all these songs from this you know sort of wide span of time to kind of sound unified and sound like mm -hmm. a record so i think that was yeah. that was one of the hardest things about making the record oh wow. and where did, which ones yeah and, um and there's a few there's a couple that we left off the record that we'll do as a seven inch in a few months. oh that's cool that's yeah. cool yeah it seems it seems very cohesive too like it and it just goes from track to track dude it's like it, it's seamless dude it's i i'm really stoked on this album there's only one album that i i would say that's even like only better than your this album this year and that's that the new co-defendants album is fucking okay off the i don't know if you heard it yet but they're on fat too yep and uh fuck man it's so good i i'm like a, i'm like a hip-hop guy too like i like okay. hip-hop a lot they and it's like I would say your album was would be better, but it's like if this if they're doing something new. So it's I mean I'm sure you don't want to hear all this shit too. Uh, oh, I know. Better, well, you, hey man, you know it, you are it's super, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, glad you like it. Where it ranks yeah, you yeah. on this, I don't give a shit. I'm just glad yeah. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm really hoping everyone. I've been telling everyone about it, dude. Like everyone's got to go check it out and um, fucking killer. You guys have any like more shows planned for like later this year or next year? We are, we're still, yeah, uh, yes, but nothing confirmed. You know, the idea yeah. is that we're going to do one kind of bigger trip a year. We just came back from Europe. So, you know, over yeah. the summer, we'll probably do one slightly longer thing. And then throughout the year, we will likely do weekend flyouts and festivals. So we'll do like Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, uh, and then come home. And so we're just kind of, we did Portland and Seattle to warm up for our That's tour. Cool. And so we're just working on, uh, kind of our first set of dates uh you know in the next couple of months now so yeah. in the next few weeks we will likely announce you know our, our next set of dates it's it'll take us forever to get everywhere yeah. that we want to go because we're only going to yeah. do it a few times a year so you know be patient we you know 
yeah, may for take sure. us a while to get to your neck of the woods, but yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. That's cool, man. Is there now you guys have played for, I mean, you guys played from 95, 93 till like whatever. I mean, you guys are still playing, but is, is there any bands that you guys haven't played with that you want, always wanted to play with that are still playing? Hmm. Is there anything like that out there? I mean, you know, we've played with most of the, like, most of the punk bands mm-hmm. from our era we've played with at, at some point. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes it feels like, well, does a festival count if we're all playing at the same festival? Does that really yeah. count? I, yeah. I don't know. Um, That's a good I, question. Nothing I can, I, you know, I think the thing that would be cool for me would be something that was, um, you know, that added like sort of harken back to my childhood. Like if we opened for Metallica or Motley yeah, Crue yeah. or, ha- you know, did a gig with, you know, whatever metal band it was that, you know, I grew up on. I think that would feel especially meaningful. Whereas, you know, most of the punk bands feel like my peers, but there's something about yeah. those metal bands that I grew up on that's like, oh, like that feels different, <laughs> even though it's not, but it just feels that way. Yeah, that'd be fucking cool, man. I could see you guys playing on like a like they they have all these like festivals now where they're playing they're like changing like have so many yeah. different genres like that's something that definitely wouldn't have happened back then like totally especially yeah, these uh, festivals didn't yeah. exist at all back then I mean they had the Warped yeah. Tour um, yeah but uh, but that was about it there weren't festivals really to play on like that certainly not punk specific yeah. festivals you know, we just came back from Europe and three of the shows were you know big punk festivals it's awesome. You know, yeah. just several days of nothing but punk bands, and there's thousands of people there. It's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking. People good. bring I, their kids. <laughs> that is cool, man. Yeah, and you, I heard you on the Mike Mike Herrera podcast, and you were saying that your kids went to a show with you to go see who was it? Uh, uh, bowling for bowl, soup. Bowling for soup. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> maybe a real big fish or something. Yeah, and now, and you, and you said they haven't seen you play yet. Or have they, they seen have, you play in those they have shows? It. You know, when we were yeah. when we were here, I was like, "Do you guys want to go?" And they were like, "Eh, <laughs> I'm not gonna force them to come." You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. One more responsibility I got to deal with. You know, that's uh, true. Uh, day of show, but um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they're just you know, I I I came back and I you know forced them to watch a few videos of us, and they they just don't care. They really yeah. just don't. You know, I mean, I think they that's think crazy. it's cool on some level, but. Yeah. Your dad is never cool, no matter what their job is and no matter yeah. what they do. So they just don't, you know, they, you know, they'll tolerate me, you know, going into my bedroom with the acoustic guitar to practice something, you know, like they know yeah. that I'm doing music and, you know, that stuff is happening, but they really, they just don't care. They just don't. <laughs> That's so funny. Now, I if I see. were doing a show <laughs> yeah. with, uh, you know, I don't even know who, I, I don't even know who they listen to. They Day, but you know if i was doing some yeah. show with some rapper that would probably blow their blow like their post mind. malone or something like that yeah, yeah i think he's probably too lame for them too i like post malone uh he's one of the few i sort of know but um yeah yeah i don't know i i mean it, you know it's what everybody they're they just finished their freshman year of high school all their friends you know that's yeah. what the kids listen to it's all sort of like hip-hop dude it'd be funny as hell to like you guys did a music video for that first track and the the intro is you explaining to your kids you know oh back in my day <laughs> well it's know? funny because one of the songs that's not on the record that will come out on the seven inch is called punk rock uh, minivan uh and it's, it's not a true story but you know sort of a fantasy of a true story but the in the song i'm basically 
taking my kids in a minivan across the country, showing them the important punk rock places. I'm like, look, there's CBGBs and that's where Sid <laughs> stabbed Nancy and there's the Discord house. And, you know, so it's a little bit, you know, I have yeah. a fantasy that, you know, my kids would care. And I've got, you know, you can't see them here because they're on the other side of me. You see my CDs behind me, but I've got tons of records yeah. right here. You know, I'm an avid record collector and, you know, my kids could give two shits about any of that either. You know, I have this fantasy that they're going to be like, look at all these amazing records. But, you know, they don't know how to play a record. They just know how to press play on Spotify. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. It would be, it'd be really hilarious to see you like, yeah, no, there's a song I wrote about this actress. Her name was Drew Barrymore. Oh, like, God. Like, I don't know if you know who she is, but yeah, they, she yeah, was, they probably don't. Yeah. She was something else back then. Now she's like, a, <laughs> she's like Oprah now, but now, yeah. You know, like, man, she was me, like, that song makes me blush a little. Really? I mean, it's just like, uh, it's like so uh, over the top, uh, you know, I get, yeah, I get that. Objectification. Get that. Yeah. It was nothing subtle or yeah. charming or, you know, like, especially like, uh, yeah. I think if I was going to write a song in a similar vein, I, I, I would try and be a, a you know, uh, well, I was a young man. It's fine. I'm not yeah, apologizing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying it, you know, makes me, makes me blush a little bit at the, yeah. uh, it could be cringy. It, it could be cringy if you didn't, you know, like if it's a little cringy to me. Because yeah, my wife totally loves that song, and she doesn't find anything, you know, like cringy about it or nothing. Good. So it's like, okay, okay, I, you know, that's cool. At the time, I, you know, at the time, I was like, oh, well, of course, she'll be charmed by the song. Yeah, but, yeah. Know, but and, yeah. you know, with the you know, uh, twenty-five years in the rearview, I'm just like, well, yeah, maybe she wasn't <laughs> the most charming uh, message I could convey. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna open up with that. How did it work out with Drew Barrymore? But <laughs> you know, there was a time when she was filming the Scream movie uh, in our town. Uh, yeah, and somehow somebody who worked at the hotel she was staying at was like, "I think I know what room she's in, and I can, you know, oh if you God. want, if you want me to like put a note under her door, I could do that." And I found the other day, I was looking through some old boxes, and I found this letter that I had written her that was like, "Hey, we're a band, and <laughs> we have this song about you, and we're we just recorded it, and the record's about to come out, and if we had your blessing, it would be so meaningful, and we're playing this weekend, and we'll put your name oh. on the guest list, and I think I don't know whether we have, you know." gave the note to this person to slip under her door but there's another thing where like I talk about creepy man like yeah. poor girl is just you know trying to film her movie and make her livelihood and some you know some <laughs> band is stalking her and sticking notes under her hotel room door you know what though like drew Barrymore was cool back then she probably totally. she was she yeah. probably would have thought it was cool like she married yeah. tom green dude totally. that guy was fucking whack dude you know like no i wrote dude i wrote joan osborne you remember who joan osborne was god was one of us yeah uh, she wrote this song called let's get like naked yeah uh -huh. and i wrote her a whole letter i was like 12 years old like i want to marry you and blow oh my god man if i uh, can you Didn't imagine a nose ring yeah can you imagine like a, a 30 year old woman finding like a letter from a 12 year old kid? well that like, sounds cute <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It was pretty creepy. Right no, no. I'm so glad Joan. too. Joan is dying for fan letters these days. I promise you. Uh, probably. I, I'm teasing. I have no idea what she's up to. <laughs> that's your next. That's on the sure, next. She has a lovely Joan career. Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool, man. But um, yeah, dude. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here, dude. We're almost at about an hour, and people just start droning out after that. And uh, I mean, I saw the Mike Herrera podcast, dude. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I love Mike, dude. I've seen like every one of his podcasts. 
Uh, I, lo- I love the guy. His ADHD, his and mine, I, I feel like so similar. Like he'll just go on a rant, dude, and you'll be like, what was yeah. the initial what was the initial question? Uh, it was but it was a really good interview. If anyone's watching this, go watch the interview with Mike. Yeah, yeah I love Mike. Mike's great. Yeah. Who's such a good dude. And um I got a funny yeah. uh, I got a funny phone yeah. call one night uh a few years ago or a text, I think. And it was like a question about something. Uh I didn't have the number programmed into my phone. It just showed up as like, you know, whatever the, the number. And it was like Hey, just wanted to know about this thing, this thing. And there were like a bunch of bands mentioned that I uh, knew or was friendly with. And I was like, who is this? I'm like, I think you have the wrong person, but I know these bands. And he's like, uh, is this Dave Lake? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, hey, it's Mike Herrera. He's like, sorry, I was trying to message Dave, whatever. And like mine was, you know, like right next to, you know, uh, he just wow. like hit the wrong thing. And, you know, we had a laugh about, you know, he like basically <laughs> accidentally texted me, asked me a question about something else. And we had a, we had a laugh about it. So. That's cool, man. Um, so where can everyone find um, all your stuff, dude? Like, I, I know I just bought I just bought the new album off of uh, Chaos Merch, which is my homie from Ven- uh, Venomous Pinks in Arizona. Yeah. So, but, um, uh, yeah, the record's out via Spam. Uh, there is, a, I think it's a Spam, which is S-B-A-M dot rocks is their mm-hmm. website. Or maybe it's shop dot Spam dot rocks. But there's a... There's a European store, a U.S. store, and a Canada store, so you can get uh, the LP or CD there. There's five different uh, LP variants. Um, collect them all. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. streaming on all the streaming services. Uh, we've got diesel-boy.com, and, you know, there's links to our social media and, uh, you know, uh, our merch stuff and uh, – uh, Booking contact info, anything you can want is on uh, dieselboy.com. And uh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's... don't get them mixed up with the DJ. From the, no, from the, the DJ, annoyingly, yeah. the DJ is still around. <laughs> is he really? Because I went to a rave back in the day and we saw that Diesel Boy was on, and we're a bunch of punk rockers at a rave and we were like, what the fuck? Diesel Boy's here. And then I we know, were people, just sadly does, disappointed. Yeah, I mean, most people figure it out every once in a while, yeah. you know, like a. I think in, in Spotify, like somehow, you know, our, there's a song, like the song, sometimes the metadata gets fucked up and yeah. uh, there's like cross pollination. Uh, you know, when we started in 90, whenever, or when we got signed in 96, uh, you know, we had a lawyer who did like a trademark search or whatever. And so we found him back then in 96 and we, we had already toured a little and had released some stuff. And so we could have claimed ownership to the name. Uh, yeah. Uh, everywhere except his home which was pennsylvania and uh, you know we were like hey to avoid any confusion you know maybe you would consider adding a dj in front of yours and you could be dj diesel boy and his yeah. response was well why don't you add a punk rock in front of yours uh, uh so touche uh, we, we basically just a you know we were both small potatoes at the time mm-hmm. you know and uh, neither of us were like well let's let's try and own it or sue the other one we were just like ah what are you gonna do so we just kind of yeah. agreed to disagree there was a point at some point when i was working at microsoft and uh, he had a new record out and i was in touch with him or his <laughs> publicist and was like dude we should do a diesel boy versus diesel boy yeah. record and you know i don't know if he actually <laughs> considered it or whatever but i you know and I don't really know what that would sound like, frankly, uh, yeah. because there, there's not a lot of overlap in uh, drum and bass and uh, pop punk. But you know, maybe someday. Yeah. yeah, man, that'd be that'd be that'd be the next. His thing. is his is one word. Ours is two words. And yeah, it occasionally creates confusion. But what are you gonna do? Oh, I, I can't even tell you how stoked we were just showing up to this rave, and we're 
thinking Diesel Boy was going to play. And then it was like, oh, he goes on at three in the morning. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and we waited all night, man. Oh, we waited man. all night. We were disappointed, but we were on drugs, so it did not matter. <laughs> the good news is you were on ecstasy, and it didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> well, we thought we bought acid, but what we, we oh. bought was like ketamine or some shit. It, this was like back then when it was a new thing. It was not fun, man. It was not fun. <laughs> but I'm glad those days are fucking gone, dude. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, thank you so much for being on here, dude. And uh, we'll promote it uh, as much as we can. And if you ever have anything else to promote or whatever, just let us know. If you have shows coming up, we'll promote the shit out of it. Whatever you got, man. Love it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for remembering the band. Thanks for the nice words about the record and all that. I appreciate it. For sure. Dude, Cock Rock's one of my favorite albums of all time. Will always be. I, all it. the other albums are fucking great too, man. Don't get me wrong. But I, you know, like, once you have that one nostalgic album, totally. dude, and, and, I mean, that's we, the one. It, it's crazy to me still that I still sing that the Good Riddance song after when I know damn well it should be true, dude. How ready <laughs> are you? Yeah, is that what it is? Die that's within, I did. Yeah, yeah. It, it, every time, dude. But <laughs> with them on the uh, on this last tour, and uh, yeah, we. I don't know why we didn't think of that. We oh, that would have been sick, dude. If, you, <laughs> if they would have just came out right yeah. after that. Yeah. yeah, you guys played with Urethane too, and I just uh, interviewed we did. Steve. Yeah, 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 yeah. We hadn't played. We played with a couple of shows with them uh, on this last tour, and you know they're rad dudes. And uh, yeah, it's nice to have other old dudes to hang out with on tour. And Steve was a total sweetheart and uh, super you know, nice cool guy, band, man. super yeah. nice guys. Yeah, we had we had fun with Urethane. It was, it was that, a good hey, that'd be a, that'd be a great U.S. tour, dude. Urethane, totally. Diesel Boy, and Good Riddance, right there, dude. I mean, absolutely. Sign me up. Especially a California run. I mean, you guys are yeah. awesome, California. So, yeah. All right, man. I appreciate it, dude. And you yeah. have, a, have a great day, man. And yeah. uh, keep, so keep us posted. Seriously. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a good one. Yeah. See ya.